All right. Let us discuss pizza. Uh, pizza for sure. Let us discuss the anus because we had a couple. Not a couple. This is a brother and sister duo, so I don't want to really claim them as being a couple because that's gross. Uh, Not to mention perverse. True. So let's just leave all that out of it. Um, but the fact that this this couple decided to do this to their poor, unsuspecting parents is both diabolical and genius. Because as he puts it, and by the way, I, I'm going to say this guy's name because he has the best P1 name of anybody I've ever come across. First name, Steve. <laughs> Last name, Bottoms. Steve Bottoms? Yes. Steve. It's my favorite Bottom. first name for an animal. <laughs> Steve. And then Bottom. Bottom. Yeah. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, I... Do we need to play the original, I don't even think about this, the original, excuse me, the original anus onus bit? Sure, why not? I mean, it's it's worth it because that's where Never all Never hurts to hear that again. That's where all this comes from. All right, do it. If you start sculling balls to the point where you're about to hurt somebody and you don't do anything about it, you're a flawed guy. Yeah. yeah I- that guy who was sculling the shots and all whizzing them by the guy's head and everything should have stopped. He should... I mean, it, the anus was on him. He should have moved. The anus? The anus. <laughs> the anus. Oh! <laughs> the anus. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> will never not be funny. I, I know. Oh! The, fact that <laughs> the anus? Rick, is, Rick makes it. The fact that... Oh! oh. The fact that Rick yells the anus, but then... Craig reluctantly yeah. corrects himself with, yeah, the heinous. The heinous. Because <laughs> he knew that anus was wrong. But he knew it was a word with the H in it. So he said heinous. Heinous. Yeah. The heinous. <laughs> <laughs> that was his idea of fixing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Wouldn't you have just said, if you knew that you were wrong, because I know, you know, my theory on this was that was that Craig knew, before he said that, you can tell because he rushes through the anus. Yeah. The, the anus is on him. He knew that potentially this could be a disaster, so he sped through it. Kind of like Jerry did with uh, uh, Buno. Like, it was Buno. real fast. Yeah. He knew that he was wrong. Yeah. He wasn't sure what it was. There were a couple things that it could have been, so real quickly he just grabbed at one and went on. Right. Right. You know. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, Steve Bottoms and his sister, they had their elderly parents in the car with them. Mm-hmm. And you listen and you tell me if you think this was a real nice thing to do to your parents. Because I'm recording. So, so Mom, if you... Um, if Lisa's on the round table... Yeah, and I'm on the round table about women she's who... going to be on the radio. Mm-hmm. And what basically the... I mean, they always talk about women and how they don't know anything about sports. Yeah. But so the anus will be on mom to... Or on Lisa to prove them wrong, you know. So 
You shouldn't interview me then. <laughs> yeah, the anus won't be on like the radio talk show hosts. It'll be on the women that are in the round table. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we're going to be sitting there and the anus will all be on us. Because we really. Oh, that, was right. that was your street. Because we really need to be. Meanwhile, Grandma's just worried about passing the street. Was that your street that we just passed? <laughs> That was right. That was your street. Because we really need to be able to prove them, that, prove to them that women do know how to talk about sports. Some of us do, and so the anus will really be on us. What do you think, Mom? You think the anus will be on Lisa and the women at the round table? Well, you'd have to have people on there. That, you have to have your friends that know something about it. Do they? They do, and the anus would be on them too. <laughs> Yeah, the the anus would be a. Lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he starts to lose it here. He's losing it. <laughs> well, they just—it's a machine gun of anus. I know. Yeah, the the anus would be a. Lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's just piling on the, the anus. The anus would be on the listener because then they would. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> And the anus would be on the listener because then they would. But it would be on the listener too because they would have to. They would have to listen and know whether you know the, we're talking you know correct correctly about the sports and about the the different types of sports and the baseball and, and football and you know right. so the anus would definitely be on us, mom. All right. So what do you think? What do you think, mom? Let's go ahead and do it. That's fine. Okay. So do you think the anus would be on us? I don't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. I know. All she know. wants to do is go home and get under a shawl and yeah, watch her wants, stories. She just wants to make sure you turn on the right street for God, crying out loud. Beating her down. <laughs> right. I don't like that word. Let's go ahead and do it. Okay. So do you think the anus would be on us? I don't like that one. <laughs> You've asked me a question about... Finally, she, she decides she's had enough of getting pelted with the anus, so she says something about it. I mean, like, yeah, she knew something was wrong. I don't like that word. Why are my kids still using this word a thousand times over in a sentence? You've asked me a question about four times. <laughs> You can hear the grandpa too, Beth. I was wondering what the hell's going on. Back there. <laughs> You've asked me a question about four times. The ticket today is the twenty-five-year anniversary of the death of Kurt Cobain. He, the frontman of Nirvana, he is responsible for literally changing the face of music, for changing, in a way, culture, for creating, a, 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 I think, a term for a generation. All of that can be traced back to Kurt Cobain. And unfortunately, 25 years ago today, 
he took a shotgun and trained it on his head because he was a heroin junkie of the highest order and he could not get clean and it ruined his life and he killed himself. Funny thing is, today is the 5th. His death wasn't even discovered or reported until the 8th. Golly. So he had been missing for three days before he had been he had he was found by a, an electrician that was doing some work on his property. So crazy. Had the story already broken though that there was a suicide, or that, that, that there was a, not a till the death third, at his house? Not till the eighth. Not till that. Yeah, that, not that till morning. That day. But they determined uh, that the the day that he actually killed himself was April fifth. So their manager at the time was a guy named Danny Goldberg, and they had had within uh, a few weeks before the death, before his suicide, they had had an intervention, and. I think that Courtney Love, his, his wife at the time, she she co- reached out to, to Goldberg, who was one of his few like really close friends other than the guys in the band, and said that it's getting really bad. It's as bad that that she's ever seen it. And, you know, and if, that I mean, bas- she, if that basket of mental chaos is calling for an say, intervention for somebody else, you must have a problem. Yeah, yes. And Goldberg said that maybe a half dozen people showed up at the intervention and Kurt would have none of it none and you know he what did he do did he he didn't walk out no he sat there and they all they all said their piece and and um he was just like well whatever yeah he was just pissed off that they would he felt ambushed yeah like probably 90 percent of people that are that have interventions well that's what an intervention is the person's unsuspecting right and when you're all jacked up, and Goldberg said that he was really messed up that day, um, when when he and and they all got there to uh, to their home in, in Seattle, and he just said that it, he could tell right away that it wasn't going to do any good. And they said that he freaked out. Cobain freaked out because another guy that was there at the intervention, um, uh, one of the talent managers for the entertainment company that ran Nirvana, this guy named Jan or a girl named Janet Billig. She grabbed his stash of heroin and flushed it down the toilet in front of him, and he flipped out. But that went over well. Yeah, it didn't really go well. And as Goldberg said, hey, man, look, whatever's bothering you, you can't make a good decision the way that you're so strung out, so get clean, and then whatever you want to do after that will help you do it, no matter what. But you can't make any good decisions this way. It's just... You know, no good for the future. And as Goldberg said, it was just the typical anti-drug, get clean plea. But he couldn't get clean. He just... He didn't want to. No, no, not at all. Not for real. No. And I remember hearing this news on the radio driving back from Oklahoma. I was at my grandparents' house for something. I can't even remember what I was up there for, visiting my, my grandpa and grandma and and I was driving back, and I remember exactly where I was. I was I had just passed Denton on 35, headed back to Fort Worth, where I was living at the time. And this was reported what about nine ten in the morning, around lunch. It was. Yeah, I remember it being I, before I, before noon. I thought lunch. I think it was lunch. <laughs> okay. But I remember being in the car, and that news popped on, and I'm like, oh. My God. But then as I drove down 35 and, and you pass over the motor speedway and all that, it didn't really it, – it, it wasn't shocking just because you knew what 
types of demons that he faced. It wasn't like one of those things where I'm like, man. Because it was like, yeah, he's a junkie. He is a heroin addict of the highest order. Man, I remember exactly what was going on. It was, okay, so it was April 5th, 94. I was living over where the where Richardson and Garland and Dallas all converge, you know, in that area, yeah. kind of Richardson? Lake Highlands. And I was staying at home. I had Josh. He was two years old. And it came on MTV for whatever reason. We never watched MTV, but for some reason I had it on that day. Maybe there was like a video premiere or something. And it came on, and I was never a massive Nirvana fan. I like some of the music from that, that era, but I like the real, like the heavier, dark stuff. And I always thought Nirvana was a little little candy-coated for, for that kind of stuff, you know? I mean, yeah. they had hits. They were a pop band. They were amazing. But I tended to lean more towards like Alice in Chains and Soundgarden. Right. I wasn't surprised when it came on, but I remember thinking, holy crap, my two-year-old is going to grow up and this is going to be his Jimi Hendrix, his Janis Joplin. Yeah, like we were in Like we were. Yeah, yeah, like we were when, when they passed away when we were that age. And I'll be damned if he didn't discover... Nirvana when he was you know early like like in middle school and yeah. when all the reissued Nirvana T-shirts came out and you're kind of the second generation of fans of that band and he was one of them. Yep. By the way, the guaranteed money is sixty five million. That's that's good. It's not as much as I thought for Demarcus. Yes, for Demarcus Lawrence who just signed a five year deal with the Cowboys. Not Kurt Cobain. Where did you think no. it was going to go? I thought it was going to be. That's- a little- that's in the general ballpark of where I thought it would be, give or take okay. five either way. I thought it'd be between 60 and 70, not over 75, though. Well, either way, he's he's a happy man. Um, all right, so let's get to some of the news reports because this is pretty interesting. First off, let's listen to the one that Danny just talked about. This is how he learned about it. This was on MTV, and this was Kurt Loder. Crank it. Hi, I'm Kurt Loder with an MTV News special report. The body of Nirvana leader Kurt Cobain was found in a house in Seattle on Friday morning, dead of an apparently self-inflicted shotgun blast to the head. Police found what is said to be a suicide note at the scene, but have not yet divulged its contents. Cobain, who was 27, had reportedly been missing for several days. The Los Angeles Times reported on Wednesday that Nirvana was breaking up and that Cobain was planning to undergo drug rehabilitation. A source close to the band told MTV News earlier this week that while that story sounded bad, it was better than what was, quote, really going on. That comment remains to be clarified. Cobain's body was found in a house in Seattle where he had previously lived. It was discovered by an electrician who had showed up at around 8 a.m. to do some work at the house. He looked in a window and said he recognized the body on the floor as Cobain's. Before calling police, the electrician first called a local radio station to break the news. (laughs) Although at press time, police were declining to officially identify the body as that of Cobain, pending notification of next of kin, a reporter for the Seattle Post-Intelligencer, who was on the scene, ID'd the body as Cobain's, and several other news outlets have gone public with that identification. Cobain's wife, singer Courtney Love, was in England on tour with her band Hole when the body was discovered. With Courtney in England was the baby daughter she'd had with Cobain, Frances Bean. We'll have much more on this story as it continues to unfold, starting with a two-hour special program beginning at 5 p.m. East and West here on MTV. You're talking about the the songbird of a generation dying, Mm -hmm. and Kurt Loder was well aware of that. Mm -hmm. But his, it's almost dismissive the way he treated that. 
You know, it wasn't like... I didn't think it was dismissive. Like, my God, we have terrible news to report types. I mean, he was very journalistic. Well, yeah, I mean, he, that's what he Breaking is. Breaking news. Right. <laughs> I wasn't like that. Uh, all right, this is... I mean, I'm sure he saw his job in, in this scene as being to play it straight down the middle. Right. And he did. Here is the local Seattle TV stations reporting it. Now, to bring you up to date, apparently an electrician was inside the Kurt Cobain home this morning at approximately 8.30 when that electrician discovered the body of a white male, apparently in his late 20s. The man had been shot to death, apparently a self-inflicted wound from a gunshot. Police found a one-page suicide note next to the body, also some form of ID. Now, officials at this point have not released a name on that body. We are awaiting the medical examiner's report. Once again, officials are still on the scene conducting their investigation. We are awaiting a word on the identification of that body, a white male in his late 20s found inside the Kurt Cobain home this morning. I'm Bill Prasad reporting live in Seattle. How about the electrician? Yeah. Calling a radio station before authorities. <laughs> yeah. Calling K-Rock or whatever it is. Yes. Bro, you're not going to believe this. And Cobain's that, dead. And that uh, reporter was actually on scene in the driveway of Cobain's house. That's where that really? was. Yeah, that, that was live a live stand-up from his home that day. Were you aware at the time when all this was going on, like 91 to 94, 95? I knew, I knew who they were, and I knew who he was. I was, I was fully aware of but it. But, I mean, like, the impact that was going on, the change in um, everything, how just has seismic shift in, in everything. I don't understand. I didn't understand why, and I don't know if I still do, why he meant so much to so many that I didn't get but I did realize that there are a lot of people out there who are just very very affected by this yeah and it wasn't just him it was the like Danny mentioned it was th- that that band it was Pearl Jam it was Soundgarden it was Alice in Chains. Oh, yeah that, but yeah. but I mean whole but yeah but I mean he seemed it seemed to me like he was kind of the front man for all of that well they broke first they're they, the ones they that, broke yeah. massively first yeah, but, I mean, like, it smells yeah. like Teen Spirit. Yeah, that record like, sold what? seven million copies in no time at all. Yeah, and I still remember the first time I saw that video, and that, I, this is probably the first time I heard that song. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what? What is this? Something's something's different about this. Things are <laughs> things are changing. Yeah, you just yeah, knew I, it. I remember the first time I heard that song too, and this was squarely in my dark period. I didn't listen to stuff like that. I didn't like stuff like that. But the first time I heard that, I knew that that had something that I couldn't identify that the rest of the stuff didn't. Yeah. It had guts for sure. And you know, the thing that is sad, the aforementioned Allison changed just eight years after, on the same day, April 5th, 2002, Lane Staley was found. Or I guess they assume that's uh, figured when that's died. when he died and was covered in ants after ODing on smack in his apartment. Yeah. They didn't have it easy. Man, those, those boys had some serious mental health issues. Did they ever? The ticket. So we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I'm sorry, last week, and we were discussing songs that uh, that were just instrumentals that you really didn't realize had lyrics. And that kind of led us to the Ticket Ticker Bed song. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most famous song out there of, uh, and this was a TV theme, maybe there's two of them, where people didn't realize it was actually a song, and for television purposes, they took the lyrics out and just mm-hmm. made it instrumentals. One is this. It is the MASH theme, of course. Suicide is painless. Um, man, yeah. Saddest song ever. Yeah, it makes me want to kill myself. That suicide is painless. It brings on many changes. And I can take or leave it if I please. The game of life is hard to play. God. Gonna lose it anyway. <laughs> what a beating, oh, man. man. It's such a God, such a hopeless, hopeless lyric, too. <laughs> very few very few uh pro suicide songs have really seen the light of day, but uh The game of life go. is hard to play. You're going to lose it anyway. Yeah. All right. Let's just check Let's, out, man. Why not? Yeah. I'm done. Now I think the most famous what, do you guys think the Hawaii Five O theme song is like the most? It's a top tenner. Yeah, I guess da, there really da, is da, no da, way to gauge it. Yeah, it's great. Mash that. They're both very, very popular. Yeah. Someone sent this to me. You talk about being in shock. Did you guys have any idea? Not a freaking no. clue, man. This is news. I heard it for the first time a week ago. I listened to it again today. Not only does the Hawaii Five O song have lyrics. Listen to how cheap they are. <laughs> this is not a bit. This is not a bit. This is legit. If you get in trouble, bring it home to me. What? Whether I am near you or across the sea, I will think of something to do. I'll be on the lookout for you when I'll find Don't you let him get you. What does this even wow. mean? I don't know. What does this have to do with Hawaii and cops? And I won't let you fall. Call me if they hit you below. Call me when there's nowhere to go and I'll be there. You can count on me. And who's that guy singing? <laughs> wow. This, this is, is news to me. What right? a mess. I know. It's horrible. What a mess. Uh, you know, the the Masters theme song has lyrics. That's a beating. It's it's almost embarrassing how bad it is. The it, NCAA. It got new lyrics about 10 years ago, and we, we can't, can't find, find them. them. If anybody knows, oh. dude, if anybody out there knows where the Masters song is, that Danny and I recorded it, and man, we can't find it anywhere. Oh, oh no. I I remember cutting it too. I, it, now that it, you brought that up, I'd forgotten about it, and then you reminded me. I was like, "Yes, I told." And it kind of didn't make the the people that run the Masters out to be well, real unracist, did it? It was around the time of uh, like in the <laughs> mid aughts, and they had the 
the Martha Burke thing going and Tiger thing going. You know, you could say around pretty much any time you want. That's true. I really don't qualify it for the Masters. We're not more than three years from a Masters controversy in any direction. That led us to last week with the ticket ticker bed theme, which, uh, look, man, I've only heard it one time in its entirety. I would like to hear it one more time before we get to the traffic bed theme. Yeah. Masterpiece. Okay. First, we're all familiar with the ticket ticker instrumental version, Mino, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Internet. There you go. The Rangers played on last night. See, that's it. Nobody knew it had lyrics. Right. But it does, and they go something like this. Three, two, and one. Ticket ticker bed. It gets in your motherfucking head. It's the ticket ticker bed. Whoa, yeah. Whoa, yeah. You're sitting around the house with your hand down your pants. You're feeling the burn. You don't have a chance. Is it Dokken who wrote this music? You ask. Your ears are bleeding. It's whipping your ass. It excites you. It frights you. You wish you were dead. Oh my God, it's the ticket ticker bed. Ticket ticker bed. It can send you out motherfucking hair on. It's the ticket ticker bed. Your voice hurts. Gosh, that. Julie, Sean, and Ty, and Matt Birmingham. They tell you the scores with your dick in your hand. It's a minute of your life you can't get back. I'm tired of the Rangers. I'm sick of Dak. I already know the scores. Enough has been said. Can we finally stop this ticket ticker bed? Ticket ticker bed. Yes. It just keeps going, doesn't it? It's a ticket ticker bed. It's so tenacious, D. Every single day and twice an hour, they're scrambling around, they're wielding their power. They put you to sleep with old hockey scores, like who won the cup in 1974. I load my revolver, I place it to my head, it's the last thing I'll hear, the ticket ticket, bam! I'm dead. He's dead. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) The refrain. Okay. A little angel that flew out of him. <laughs> Just descending to heaven. That is. That's what it sounds like after he shoots himself. Yeah. He's going to heaven. <laughs> All right. So that happened. Oh. I mean, yeah, oh. it's fine. It's fine. It's awesome. But what I like to think of is that might be the opening act to what we have come up with today. And that is lyrics for... The traffic bed, and we all know the traffic bed, and it goes something like this. Very familiar. And then some random person that we don't see does a traffic report. Yeah. Tells you about traffic. Have a hot Carl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barb. But is is there any sort of melody to this at all? We're about to find out, Bob, because I found out today that not only does the ticket ticker bed have lyrics, so does the traffic bed. It goes something like this. Stick it, stick it in your tailpipe. Yeah. It's so clean you don't have to wipe. Stick it in your tailpipe. 
Come on, you motherfuckers, stick it in your tailpipe. Stick it in your tailpipe. Uh huh. Up and down, inside to side. Stick it in your tailpipe. Come on, you stanky bitch, stick it in your tailpipe. Now, what we trying to say with the traffic bed? Did you actually hear what you thought we said? Are we talking about cars? Trying to sound tough? The fact of the matter, we talking about butt stuff. Rolling down the street in my Chevy 6-4. Got my drink in my hand and my weed on the floor. Bitches and hoes, you know I got them, but this song's about doing weird things and they bottom. Stick it in your tailpipe. <laughs> it's so clean you don't have to wipe. Stick it in your tailpipe. Come on, you mother <laughs> stick it in your tailpipe. Stick it in your tailpipe. Uh -huh. Up and down, inside to side. Stick That's it in voice. your tailpipe. Come on, you stinky bitch, stick it in your tailpipe. Now back to the crib with my cavassier. With Sheena and Tammy and Becky's on the way. Black, white, brown, I cover the spectrum. How many things can you fit in your rectum? In love with the booty don't make you a man. I like to get busy, just not in the can. You ladies gotta go, y'all lay my type. Cause I ain't sticking nothing up your fucking tailpipe. Stick it in your oh, tailpipe. Okay, it's so clean you don't have to wipe. Stick it in your tailpipe. Come on, you motherfucker, stick it in your tailpipe. Stick it in your tailpipe. Oh, Up and down, inside to side. Stick it in your tailpipe. Come on, you stinky bitch, stick it in your tailpipe. Ha ha, ha ha. That's it. Oh. It has lyrics. <laughs> My. Okay. God. <laughs> I should have okay. given you a lyric sheet to follow along. Because I am not kidding. That quite possibly may be the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. So, Dude, I was crying. So just to be clear. Yeah. We didn't miss a beep, right? No, no, no. It's funky. 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 <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, it's funky. Funky. Holy crap. Because my eyes got really, really big yeah. right there. The no, no, of, that spot. No, no, no. It's the funky. amount of cheap... Uh-huh, uh-huh, and ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but I'm white. Holy crap, dude. That is oh. the greatest thing I have ever heard. You do realize that we have life. a couple of minutes to fill. If you miss some of the lyrics, we can run it again. I want to hear it one more time. Right. I, I need it. I need it bad. All right, crank it up, Mino. My level's a little low in here. Here we go. Stick it up your tailpipe, part due with words. Stick it in your tailpipe. Yeah. It's so clean you don't have to wipe. What? Stick it in your tailpipe. Come on, you motherfucker, stick it in your tailpipe. Stick it in your tailpipe. Uh-huh. Up and down and side to side. Stick it in your tailpipe. Come on, you stinky bitch, stick it in your tailpipe. Now, what we trying to say with the traffic bed? Did you actually hear what you thought we said? Are we talking about cars? Trying to sound tough? The fact of the matter, we talk about butt stuff. Rolling down the street in my Chevy 6-4. Got my drink in my hand and my weed on the floor. Bitches and hoes, you know I got them, but this song's about doing weird things and they bottom. Stick it in your tailpipe. <laughs> it's so clean you don't have to wipe. Stick it in your what? tailpipe. 
Come on, you motherfuckers, stick it in your tailpipe. Stick it in your tailpipe. Uh -huh. Up and down and side to side. Yeah. Stick it in your tailpipe. Come on, you stinky bitch, stick it in your tailpipe. Now back to the crib with my cavassier. With Sheena and Tammy and Becky's on the way. Black, white, brown, cover the spectrum. How many things can you fit in your rectum? Being in love with the booty don't make you a man. I like to get busy, just not in the can. You ladies gotta go, y'all lay my type, cause I ain't sticking nothing up your fucking tailpipe. Stick it in your tailpipe. It's Stella's! It's so clean, you don't Where have are you to wipe. Stick don't worry it about in it. your tailpipe. Come on, you motherfucker, stick it in your tailpipe. Stick it in your tailpipe. Oh, cliff! Up and down and side to side. Stick it in your tailpipe. Come on, you stinky bitch, stick it in your tailpipe. Oh my god. And once again, I'm recording this on my cheap ass home studio and. I'm in there. Come on, you stinky bitch, sticking in your tailpipe with headphones and rapping. And I look over, and there's my beautiful dog just looking at me with her head turned. Like, why? Man. Why are you doing this again? It's so ridiculous. It's so boats and hoes, you know? It's so awesome. It's also, you could buy it from a guy. You could buy it from a girl. Yes. Anytime you get the cheap, crappy music bed and some white dude trying yes. to think he can rap over it. Oh, oh. man. <laughs> So 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 has how many awards. people how many people were in that group if it if we if it wasn't just you and Geraldine <laughs> it was just it me felt like oh, it felt no. like a group of 3 or 4 toughs there's still there. I, mean, I had to multi do a little multi tracking but you know not much awesome. but i had to give a shout out to east dallas man that's where i was tracking yeah. well that's was, your hood well i was also yeah in the studio uh dropping the wax in, <laughs> right. in, in, in the far ed earlier today <laughs> very convincing yeah and uh are there any other pieces of music up here at the station <laughs> that we haven't thought right of? seriously i don't know Right. Oh, you know what? There's a live spot bed, isn't there, Mino? Oh, there's lots of live spot beds. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm talking, uh, the live call-in Yeah, bed? live call-in beds. What does that sound like? Oh, yeah. Hang on. With cactus? We might have a Friday <laughs> fun next week. <laughs> he just says, the ticket. Oh, man. Okay. This has got some chord changes. All right. Email this that is, to uh, me. Gotcha. This oh, is what man. songwriting's all about right here. Is we just play any tune for you, and before long, it has lyrics. All right. That's the hardest. I'll, I've I'll have that done next Friday. We'll have a <laughs> live call-in bed with lyrics. <laughs> man, that's funny. All right. Glad you guys like that. That is What a talent. Awesome. Holy cow. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. Yeah. That was amazing.